Welcome to the Fire Trainers Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16, published on June 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Our guest today is Ken Campbell from Gunsight to talk about the training available there. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit the website at ftaprotect.com and learn more about their instructed coverage offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by the ConcealedCarry.com Firearm Instructor Network. ConcealedCarry.com is always looking for quality firearm instructors across the country to join the network. As a network instructor, you can take advantage of ConcealedCarries.com's advertising platform to fill your classes. Visit class.concealedcarry.com and click on Instructor to learn more and see if it would be a good fit for you. Again, visit class.concealedcarry.com for more information. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Ken Campbell from Gunsight. Welcome, Ken. Thanks for coming on and making time for our audience today. I appreciate being asked, Rob. Well, Ken, for those that might be listening don't know who Ken Campbell is, can you go along and give us a little bit of your background and what you do at Gunsight? I'm not sure who that guy is either, but <laughs> um, I, I'm just an old country sheriff. Um, I, I started work uh, uh, back in 1979 at a sheriff's office in central Indiana. Very blessed to have a really great sheriff uh, there. Uh, was a big believer in training. I had a, a multitude of training opportunities, and one of them included a, a guy named Jeff Cooper in a place called Gunsight. Um, and uh, so, 35 years later, uh, after I'd worked with the sheriff's office all those years, I'd spent eight years as sheriff. When I termed out, uh, Buzz Mills, who owns Gunsight, offered me the opportunity to be the CEO out here at Gunsight. And my wife, Sherry, and I have been out here um, almost eight years now and uh, loving every minute of it. Wow. That's uh, heck, heck of a heck of a story. And uh, I'm sure just by any, anybody listening to this uh, podcast could probably go along and say that's uh, exactly where a lot of us would like to be, you know, in our golden years, to say the least. Easy on the golden years. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, in, in my prior life in law enforcement, people come up and ask uh one of the other deputies another cop hey you know how's things going and sarcastically they'd say oh i'm living a dream no i'm blessed and i'm living a dream if you have told me when i, I went out to gunsight in 1990 if you have told me back then you're going to be the ceo there one day i'd have told you you're crazy um my, my longtime best friend in life is a gent named brent wheat and brent's now the editor of an fmg publication guns magazine Brent and I were baby cops together. We stood up our SWAT team together and cops sit car door to car door, you know, two o'clock in the morning trying to stay awake. And he and I have joked many times about how we're sitting there car door to car door back in 1985, looking at each other. And I just said, you're going to be the editor of Guns Magazine. And he just said, well, you're going to be the CEO of, of Gunsight. We'd have both thought it was carbon monoxide fumes coming up through the car. Uh, so uh, again, it's, it's, uh, it's a blessing and I'm very grateful to be here. Well, we definitely appreciate you, uh, you coming on because one of the things that if people aren't familiar with Gunsight, it's a very legendary, uh, type of place, uh, originally uh, founded by Lieutenant Colonel Cooper. And there's a lot of, uh, history behind that. Could you give us a little bit of the origins and the history of Gunsight? And actually 
today would have been Jeff Cooper's 102nd birthday. And uh, we're having a special 250 pistol class this week, a Jeff Cooper commemorative. And it's leather holsters, leather magazine pouches, 1911s, no red dots, no extended magazines, no race guns. It's uh, if Jeff Cooper wouldn't have worn it, uh, you, you, we don't want you bringing it. So uh, that, that's kind of one of those, just a side note in there. Anyway, Gunsight is the world's oldest and largest privately owned firearms training facility. Uh, now, law enforcement and military have been training folks longer than us, but we've been training folks for 46 years. We're very proud of all the military, the law enforcement folks we train, but our bread and butter is your listeners, folks right out there, earth people, to, to quote my late friend, Pat Rogers. It's mm-hmm. earth that's our bread and butter. Um, we started out uh, when, when Jeff opened the place in 76, there were two square ranges, one live fire shoot house and one outdoor simulator. Um, today, we're over 3,200 acres. We've got 27 ranges. We can shoot from contact distance to 2,400 yards. Um, we've got multiple indoor live fire shoot houses and multiple outdoor simulators. It, it's Disneyland with guns is what it is. And uh, and it's all about fighting. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a, a unique opportunity uh, for folks to come and get world-class training. Yeah, I would go along and add, it's not just about fighting, but I'll quote, uh, Dave Spalding, who's been on the podcast before, but it's also per- persevering, um, for it, looking over your, uh, classes and everything else like that. It's not just how to shoot accurately, but how to go along and persevere in a fight. And, you know, that's a very important mindset difference when you go along and think about it. Dave and I go way back and I had to fire the guards at the gunsight gate just about a month ago because Dave Spalding slipped in again and <laughs> and took another class. Um, and if he's listening, hey, I remembered your name, Dave. Uh, that's an, an old joke between he and I. But anyway, um, it is. It's it's all about mindset, gun handling, and marksmanship, and and uh, and mastering those basics. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, Ken, what are some of the classes that? Um, our audience, you know, instructors out there that might be interested in taking a gun site. Okay. Well, let me give you a little story here. Again, I'm an old elected official, right? And I'm an old sheriff. So I've got to have an opportunity to, to talk. Um, when I first came to gun site in 1990, I was firearms instructor. I was a SWAT guy. Um, uh, I'd been to Masada Ayub. I'd been to Ray Chapman. I'd been to Smith and Wesson Academy. So I called out the gun site and Jeff Cooper happened to answer the phone. And I said, well, this is who I am, and these are my bona fides, and I don't need to start at this basic 250 pistol level. I need to start at 350. And he said, nope, that's not the way we do things here. You'll start in 250 pistol, and he hung up on me. And I thought, well, you old curmudgeon. (laughs) But I didn't know what I didn't know. And I came out, and I took 250 pistol. And our basic pistol is really far from that. It's five full days, about 46 hours night shoot. Again, the, the live fire indoor and outdoor simulators, there's four of those. Um, it's learning all about the modern technique. And of course, what one of the many things Cooper was known for, legendary for, was the mindset lecture. So if you're an instructor, you never get trigger time. Let's not fool each other. We, we both know it. Oh, you work mm-hmm. a gun, but shoot all the time. That's not true. And we can talk about that more in a little bit. But when you're an instructor, you don't get trigger time. You're behind the line. You're working with the great guys and gals trying to fix them or or make them stronger, make them run faster and jump higher. So sometimes you need to have somebody standing behind you 
maybe with a juniper tree switch and cracking you on the back of the calves and saying, hey, did you ever think about pressing that trigger instead of slamming on it and so on? And that's a great opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. Or we'll have instructors come out and I'll say, look, we're running two relays. When your relay's not shooting, instead of back in the shot shed loading magazines and talking with everybody, you stuff your cargo pockets with rounds and you stand up near the firing line loading those magazines and you listen to how our instructors are working with the students. Steal every idea, every joke, every opportunity you can from us, because we probably stole it from somebody, and, and use that in your repertoire so that when you're teaching, you've got some, some additional knowledge there. So even though it's basic, it's not. But um, again, another late friend of mine, the great Louis Auerbach, mm -hmm. um, I, many, many classes with him. And uh, he had a student come up to him one time and say, I want one of these really high speed, low drag classes and, and went on and on. And Louis took his sunglasses off and took the camel out of his mouth and said, just what exactly is a high speed gunfight? And then he went on to wax on eloquently about how it's the mastery of the basics and how the, the master has failed more times than the beginner has ever tried. So you need to be that person and take that opportunity in a class, whether it's a 250 pistol, our courses are numbered like college courses, whether it's a 250 pistol, a 223 carbine, uh, a 270 rifle, take that, learn from that, add to your own edification, and then use that to help your students. It, it, it really just doesn't get any better than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, your point is, uh, you know, very accurate when you talk about instructors, you know, we're so used to looking at people's, you know, stance and their, and how, how they're pressing the trigger and the sights on them and, and how they're, you know, what problems they're having that a lot of times when we get up there, you know, we, we haven't pressed the trigger because we've been doing so many, uh, so many yes. classes, even if it's only, you know, we shoot 10 rounds per class to demonstrate something. It's not, it's not really comparable to the 200 uh, rounds that the students might do. And that's where having somebody look at us and I call it tuning up as instructors too, because if you don't shoot every day and don't have somebody looking at you, you can pick up some bad habits. It's perishable skill. Mm -hmm. Um, last four or five years, um, again, I'm at Gunsight every day. Um, I've got great instructors there I can work with. I do my LEOSA qualification with our instructors. But I've also, in the last five years, I've been to Gabe White, Tom Gibbons, and uh, Dave Spalding courses because they happen to be in the area, and I need somebody to kick my butt. Um, and, uh, well, again, going back to teasing with Dave, I was at his class, and one of the he told me one of the other instructors said, uh, I'm, this, the other instructor's kind of intimidated because of who I am and what I do. He said, I'm not going to correct Ken. And I said, Dave, what did you tell him? He said, I told him to kick your ass. And I said, exactly. <laughs> I, went, I, I was at, uh, uh, LJ Georgia, uh, uh, legendary shooting, former FBI agent, uh, big isosceles shooter, uh, uh, Bill Rogers. Okay. I've been Rogers a couple times. And, uh, the late, uh, uh, uh Ronnie was his range master and I, I'm a weaver shooter. That's just what I like. Um, but I'm at Bill Rogers school. I'm going to shoot isosceles. That's what he teaches. I want to soak that up. So if you teach, if you want to shoot isosceles, I can, I can teach you better, but I keep reverting back to weaver and the coach comes up and he's saying, you know, get that arm up, get that arm up. And Ronnie Dodd, uh, God rest his soul. He says, leave him alone. He's hitting. And I'm like, no, no, Ronnie, make him hit me in the head till I do it the way you want it done. 
because we've got to try these other ways in order to make us stronger, better to be able to teach you. Mm-hmm. And there are people with uh, physical abilities that may not be able to do one or the other. And there's also, I mean, circumstances where you need, you might be able to uh, use one or the other. And if you don't know how to teach it or haven't gone through those steps yourselves, you may, you won't be able to instruct as well as if you had. No, not, not at all. I, I agree. It will never going to be in that perfect fighting stance uh, mm-hmm. in, in a real, uh, you know, I spent 35 years as a cop and uh, I, I can't think of times when you could get yourself in that perfect stance. And so we got to be able to do it. However position we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll quote Dave Spaulding uh, as I've talked to him and taken his class before. Um, if you're if you're in a fair gunfight, you're not cheating, you know. <laughs> that's and right. that's where you've got to go. You you know, there is no such thing as a fair gunfight because one way or the other, either the bad guys cheated and got the draw on you, or you know, you need to do something else to cheat in order to get get the odds on your favor. And that's something you need to know. And again, it's a mindset type of thing, you know, trigger time, but also mindset of ha- making sure you you've got the proper skills to persevere. Right. Agreed. Okay. What are the variety of classes you have? I know we've talked a lot about the uh, pistol classes and such. Are there other uh, types of classes that you, uh, you run? Absolutely. Um, we have various levels of pistol, various levels of carbine. Carbine to us is like an AR-15 platform or a Mini-14 M1 carbine. Uh, general rifle, which is 30 caliber. General rifle takes you out to about 400 yards. We do precision rifle, which takes you out to 12 to 1400 yards. We have an extreme long range. It'll go out to 22 to 2400 yards. We have edged weapons classes. We have uh, citizen response to active shooter. Uh, we have church defense, uh, not just the shooting part, but how to set your team up, uh, how to inter- link up with the police and so on. Uh, there's a tactical medicine. When we originally started it, it was a wartime model. Now it's an active shooter model. Uh, various levels of shotgun, uh, concealed carry pistol. In the 250 pistol, we suggest a uh, mid-size or a full-size gun because you're you're getting a solid foundation built, and it's so much easier with that mid-size or full-size as opposed to a subcompact. But in the concealed carry pistol, it's it's all concealed, and that's when we're seeing the Sig 365s, the uh, the small the uh, Glock uh, 43s, and so on. And we also offer a pocket pistol because we can say all day long, oh, I carry a commander everywhere I go. But then you run down to the grocery store and you got a J frame. Mm-hmm. So the uh, so we do pocket pistol, which is J frames. And the again, the 365s and some of the smaller guns. Uh, you just visit our website at gunsite.com. There, there's a cornucopia uh, of courses there for you to take a look at. We also offer them around the country. Mm-hmm. And definitely, um, you've got a lot of, uh, very interesting courses out there, not only to go along, like I said, to tune up on the firearms, but also from a medical standpoint, then also, you know, so much of the attitude when it comes to active shooter and church security around those, because you have X number of rounds that might be fired, but with active shooters and with, um, church security you also have to have that medical component with it because if that does happen okay you've got the bad guy down but now you've got to treat all the injured and you might be you might be one of them or somebody else might be injured and we all know you know as good as emergency response is it's never going to be quite fast enough you know they're five minutes away and or right. 10 minutes away you know depending upon us urban versus suburban right that golden hour it's an active shooter event at work or wherever You've had the fight. You barricade in place. You're waiting on the cavalry to come. 
What are you going to do to keep yourself or your the other people in there with you alive for that, mm-hmm. for that hour so they can get to you? Um, and it's it, there's a lot of knowledge out there if you just seek it. Mm-hmm. Um, question for you. It's, uh, you've got a Pat Rogers Invitational uh, Revolver Roundup, uh, isn't there, in the spring or in the fall? I forget which one it was. Right. Thanksgiving. Okay. Good. I know. Um, yep. Brian, Brian, uh, Eastridge and, uh, a few other people, Hanny, uh, my mood, uh, have uh, talked about that in the past. Unfortunately, you're on the Western side of the country. I'm on the Eastern side of the country. So that's in the middle of deer season. Hard for me to make it out there then. <laughs> well, tell you what, uh, it's a neat opportunity. Pat was a, I bet Pat at Gunsight. Uh, he was an instructor there. I hosted him many, many times at the, at the, uh, my sheriff's office. And uh, actually, I've got instructor certification from the old EAG school uh, from working with Pat. So uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I flew out to Dallas to get some in-service training to the Rogers Memorial Revolver Roundup and, and hooked up with Chuck Haggard and Daryl Bolke and, and that cast of uh, Misfits. Mm-hmm. And um, this was at the Dallas Pistol Club. And I, I sort of kind of knew why they were inviting me also. They were looking for another venue. Uh, and Dallas Pistol Club is nice, but this is gun site. <laughs> you know, I got, I've got, <laughs> I've got ranges almost. So last year we hosted it the first time. And I was just talking with uh, Sherry Legate, our marketing director today, where we're working. Daryl stopped out. Uh, we were working on uh, pr- promoting that up, but it's all about revolvers and mostly two and three inch barrel revolvers. And we do carry those. You, again, you can tell me all you want. You only carry a Glock 17 or a Glock 19, but a lot of people aren't quite being quite truthful on that. And they are carrying those smaller guns. So this Re- Rogers revolver roundup is a seminar based. You've got people like uh, Mark Fricky doing two hours on speed loaders. This guy can talk two hours solid on the history of different speed strips and speed loaders. It's fascinating. You got Haggard uh, doing his thing with revolvers. You've got Bulky doing his thing. So you're spending three days in two hour blocks doing a round robin. Uh, so it, it's it's very educational. The round count's very low, 300 rounds or so. So it's not real costly. Um, and you take away just a tremendous amount of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, we more revolvers in our courses. We even do the 250 pistol revolver only now uh, and an intermediate 350 pistol revolver only because we're seeing many more folks with them. Well, I can admit there's, I've got two guns in my, uh, bedroom you know ready at hand and one's a revolver one's one's my glock so you know right there it goes to shows you that there are utilitarian purposes uh for them you know and each one of them are specific reasons and uh if something happens i've got i've got the options and the ability to to uh fight back yeah well when i was a baby cop i started out with a model 15 and thought i went to heaven when we got to a model 66s and then 686s and then we went to the Smith and Wesson 645. And then uh, Sheriff Ern Hudson, the sheriff that hired me, came to Gunsight. And shortly thereafter, we got 1911s. And uh, so that that's another story altogether. But I, to this day, I still carry two guns like I did when I was a cop, and one of them's a J-Frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very comfortable with it. And um, I don't feel necessarily undergunned with a revolver. Uh, so they're, they're accurate and reliable. Mm-hmm. Well, as I go along and you look at the weapons that military's used over the last hundred years. Um, they've used machine guns, they've used 1911s, but there's always, always been a place for revolvers. 
you know, there. And that's one of those things where I always go along and look at what the military and the police are using because they've done the endurance test. They, they've looked at, you know, what would be good in different situations. And that's where if it's good enough for a tunnel rat rat in Vietnam to carry it, um, you know, if it's good enough for somebody in world war two or desert storm, you know, whatever the conflict is, then I think I, it, it'll work for me. That's for sure. I understand. Absolutely. Uh, well, Hey, Ken, uh, question that we've been, uh, asking all our, all our guests this year, can you name an influential mentor that's helped you, uh, get to where you are today? I can't give you one, but I can give you four. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, the late Ern Hudson, he was the sheriff that hired me. I was 19 years old, um, hired me to be a jail deputy. I'd have never been a deputy. I'd have never come to gunsight because he sent me to gunsight and I'd have never been the sheriff. Um, Sadly, I, I gave his eulogies a few years ago, but he was a lawman. So him, um, Louis Arbuck, uh, I had the great pleasure and honor to work classes with Louis, whether it was here at Gunsight or back at the Sheriff's Range. Uh, Jeff Cooper considered he one of the top five instructors in the world, and he was right. Uh, Louis could diagnose firearms uh, uh, problems, uh, diagnose shooter problems better than anybody I've, I've ever seen or had the pleasure to work with. Um, I, I was blessed to get instructor numbers and certification number two from his shooting school, Gobbify Firearms Academy. Um, third one would be the late Pat Rogers. Again, Jeff Cooper considered him one of the top five and he was, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to start that. That would be a whole nother podcast. Um, uh, talking about Pat Rogers, the fourth, no, I know I got to throw in five. The fourth one is Buzz <laughs> Mill. I came out of the not-for-profit world. Um, I, I'd served on township board. I'd served on a county fiduciary body, a sheriff. I grasped government budgets. Um, but this for-profit world, man, this is something different. And he gave me an opportunity uh, to, to sit at the helm of Gunsight and has mentored me uh, so much in, in how this works. And the fifth, uh, fifth and sixth, I got to go back to my parents and, and my beautiful bride. Great. Those are uh, very good, very good uh, reason behind it. And uh, we've talked about legendary instructors like Louis Arbuck in previous episodes and Pat Rogers. And it's great to hear that, uh, you know, we've, our guests have, have uh, held, hold them in high esteem also when it comes to uh, those mentors of yours. So really great people. On these younger firearms instructors to seek out the seasoned firearms instructors the Clint Smiths, the Dave Spaldings, the Tom Gibbons, the, the people that are getting maybe a little gray hair um, mm -hmm. incumbent upon you to seek these people out and get the training from them and not be some of those guys that say, well, I sure wanted to take a class or I was gonna, and they're gone. And the, the library of Alexandria has burned with them. So if you're thinking about taking a class with Bill Rogers, Save your nickels and dimes and get there and do it. Because when that when they're gone, that knowledge will be gone. And uh, you need to take advantage of that. These people are, are, are geniuses. And I would actually point people back to uh, two episodes on the podcast. One is episode 44 in season one with Dave Spalding when he talked about suggested books for reading. Um, really great episodes because some of the books he suggested were at this point, 90 to hundred years old, 
but guess what? When it comes to gunfights, gunfights haven't changed. You know, no. you're, you know, somebody's pointing a dangerous, a dangerous you know, weapon at you. And whether that's a revolver, a flintlock or a, um, you know, uh, striker fire, you know, modern striker fire, it's all the same. And, you know, th- those are some great, uh, great episodes. And the other one had a handy mood on, and we talked about, uh, legendary instructors again, uh, we talked about Pat Rogers and Louis Albach, and it's great to go on and talk about the influence these people had and make sure we realize the, uh, what, what paths that they'd paid for us to get to where we are today. Um, we wouldn't have the training industry that we have today. If we didn't have these uh, legends before us going out there and creating, uh, you know, what Lieutenant Colonel Cooper created gun site. And, uh, you know, start sending people out there because as much as, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, Gunsight, you would love to make a lot of money. I'm sure, uh, you know, they, they've got to, they've got to be a for-profit entity and they can't do it for free. And that's where, uh, um, you know, they've had, they've had to, they've had to put good classes on over the last, uh, 50 plus years. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, we can't forget Jeff Cooper and everything he did with the modern technique, because a lot of what people are teaching today is a derivative of the modern technique. And, uh, he doesn't get credit for that. And, and he should, because he took us into another universe when it, when it mm-hmm. came to shooting and, uh, the, the modern technique has evolved. Um, you know, I hear all this business of we're the Southwest dinosaur league and, and we, uh, take rebar and drive it into your feet and make you shoot the weaver stance and only shoot 1911s and blah, 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 blah. Oddly enough, when I look it up, those people have never been to gunsight. We teach, that's not what we teach because the way Jeff Cooper designed the modern technique, it evolves. Mm -hmm. Most, most definitely. And, uh, those are great mentors. Well, Ken, where can people find out more about the classes that you're teaching or they're being taught at gunsight? Oh, easy day gunsite.com g-u-n-s-i-t-e.com the website just take a little while and search your way around through it all the courses are in there who our instructors are in there lodging um pretty much anything you want to know and if you've got further questions then shoot me an email now it's pretty complicated email it's ken at gunsite.com k-e-n at gunsite.com shoot me an email um if i can't answer you i'll pass it on to Lou Gosnell, our training director or our marketing director, or I'll, I'll send it on to the right person. Uh, we do that a lot with like in our precision rifle courses. When you're getting ready to start taking a class where you're shooting 12, 1400 yards, um, you need the right information. Well, somebody may call and ask me, well, I put you in touch with Walt Wilkinson or Corey Trapp, a couple of our precision rifle instructors, because you need to hear it from them, not me. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So great information. All that information will be in the uh, show notes for those that want to look that up. So Ken, great talking with you today. Uh, Thank you for your overview of what Gunsight brings to the instructors for uh, continuing education and uh, have a good day. Well, I appreciate being here and I don't know if you ever see us on Facebook live, but we're on there and I always close with the same thing. When are you coming to Gunsight? That's a wrap for this episode and hope you found it interesting. We ask that you share it with your friends, those that are instructors, maybe some of those that are uh, on the fence about becoming an instructor or just are interested in training in general. Do you have a suggestion for us for an episode or someone you would like us to have on as a guest? 
you can reach out to me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. You can also leave us feedback on our Facebook page, or better yet, go over to our website at firetrainerpodcast.com. And on that website, not only can you leave us messages on each episode, but you can also search our episodes on topics such as marketing, additional training, and dealing with challenging students. Visit our sponsors, Special Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Being a certified instructor and establishing your business were your first steps. Your next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Also, I want to remind you, sign up for the Guardian Conference coming up at the end of this year on September 16th to the 18th of 2022. Receive world-class training from nationally recognized trainers like Andrew Bronca, Matt Little, AJ Zitto, and some of our podcast guests such as Wayne Dobbs, Brian McLaughlin, and Brian Eastridge. Topics will include self-defense law, unarmed self-defense, trauma care, and advanced pistol craft. All the information and registration can be found at guardianconference.com. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every fire instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.